was the sense that Windsor was the worst place to live if you're a woman. I want us to change the narrative to say Windsor is the Essex is the best place if you're a woman to live, to start a business, to grow a business, uh, and to be a leader. Women are 67% less likely to self-promote than men. Empower women entrepreneurs. Women owned 34% of businesses in Windsor Essex. Women have to be part of that process. They need to be part of that plan. Women were underrepresented in every single area. We can ensure um, that we can continue to move the dial. Found that they had imposter syndrome. When in terms of Rise Windsor Essex, increasing the number of women entrepreneurs. And that addresses the needs of women entrepreneurs at this time. Are designed to really celebrate women. Welcome to Made It Happen podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Hafling. Made It Happen is a podcast series highlighting young female founders who took a chance and launched their own business. I've officially teamed up with Rise Windsor Essex to bring you stories of Windsor Essex's very own female entrepreneurs. We're here to celebrate women in the area who have made it happen. start off by saying thank you so much for joining me here today, Laura, and I'm so excited to hear about your journey as an entrepreneur and your business and just everything um, you have going on. Thank you, Sarah. I am delighted to be here. Awesome. Well, how about we start off with having you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your business? I uh, am the owner and operator of Yoga with Laura, which is a yoga studio, well-being studio in Windsor, Ontario. And the studio just celebrated its six-year anniversary, which is super exciting. And uh, so Yoga with Laura started as like a brick-and-mortar place, and it has recently evolved to online Um the online piece is not yoga with Laura. What I've done is I've kind of evolved and created my personal brand of Laura Kalati and yoga with Laura is one of the pieces under kind of that umbrella of the brand. And so the, um, the evolution, it was part of something that I've been thinking about for a long time. Of course, now with the pandemic and changes that have happened with so many businesses, it just inspired that to happen a little not even sooner, but just to make it actually happen now. So yeah, so I've been, uh, I still have yoga with Laura and now I'm evolving the, the branding, the business online as well. Wow. Yeah. So that's, that's exciting. There's a lot of sort of different parts there that I'm excited to really hear about. Um, but I guess to get started, how did you first get into this industry? So there's the, the backstory of the, of this is like, lots of other things in my life where things just kind of are introduced to me or uh, given to me, especially because I, I follow what feels right for me moment to moment. And so as far back as I can remember, I wanted to do something public speaking wise or, you know, inspirational workshops or retreats, um, that kind of thing. And I never knew exactly how it would come to be, what that would look like. Why would somebody listen to me or come to see me? And so about over 10 years ago, my sister passed away and I thought, okay, well, this is a good you know, time in my life to look at what I'm doing and to maybe do something a little different. And the words life coach came to me. So I looked it up and it really, really connected to who I was and how I lived my life. And I went out and took a coaching certification course. And then of course, as I'm, you know, creating that kind of first piece of me having a business, learning all about marketing and, and okay, well, maybe I should have a niche, a target market. And I had just started as a yoga student. And I thought, what if I 
niche my coaching to yoga professionals, yoga studio owners and yoga teachers, you know, and then I thought, well, perhaps I should be a yoga professional to understand the people that I'm coaching. And that's what got me to take the yoga teacher training. And little did I know that, you know, after yoga teacher training, I would love what that brought to my experience as, you know, kind of becoming this well-being mentor and entrepreneur. And about a year and a half, into teaching at other studios and having a really great time that way, the opportunity came to me to open my own studio in the lower level of um, a chiropractor building that was my, my chiropractor. And it was never something I had ever envisioned or ever thought about or ever you know thought that I dreamed up, but uh, the opportunity was there and it it felt right. It was kind of hard not to say yes. Lots of support from friends and family. And so things have really organically grown from that. I was kind of like, well, let's, let's open and see who shows up. Let's see what kind of community comes. And there was a moment I remember when it was going to be official that this yoga studio was going to be opening. And I, you know, there's that that voice we all have, whether it's the, you know, the imposter syndrome voice, the negative Nelly voice that said, who are you to open a yoga studio? You've only been teaching for so long. Wah, 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 wah. And then the other voice came in, the, the real, real me voice and said, this isn't about yoga. This is about you having an opportunity to build the community with which you can then do what it is that you're meant to do, which is support, uplift, inspire. And so when I heard that voice, I was like, oh, yeah, I can do that. I can do that. And so then Yoga with Laura was born and things have just continued to flow and evolve from there. Um, yeah. So it, it, this chain of events that now I indeed am offering the things through workshops and retreats and yoga classes and, and um, now moving online too. Wow. I, I love that story and you know how it sort of came to it. And I think that a lot of entrepreneurs get to that point where it is that sort of that wall that's saying, why, why, how can you do this? Right. Um, and so it's great to sort of hear, you know, how you were able to really look at it clearly and what your purpose was for that to really move forward. And you talked about there too, is creating that community that you surround yourself with and in the yoga community. And how did you really find this community and what sort of, I guess, attributes or characteristics are you looking for people, you know, to bring into that community of support? That's a great question. I, I find that, you know, when you're talking about community and community of support, for me, I'm fortunate because I have the, the community of my business. So students, coaching clients, customers, I've got that that has become a community in and of itself, community for me and for each other. And that kind of community is really just anybody who resonates to how I be in business is going to be a part of the community because it's, you know, I, I offer the space, I offer the tools and I take everything the teachers in. And so if that vibes with them, then they're definitely going to be a right fit for the community for all of us to share. And then there's the community, like the business community of whether it's female entrepreneurs or, you know, uh, other entrepreneurs, whether they're in the well-being community or just small business or local. So that's its own community that we can support each other and understand each other in different ways than my internal community can. And then I find that there's the friends and family community who may not understand the entrepreneurial journey, but they understand me in a way that nobody else does. So they can, they can offer support that the others can't. And then I really think that there's the internal support. There's a way that I can support myself that, again, nobody can because I know myself way more than anybody else does. And because I'm responsible for 
I'm of the belief that I'm responsible for how I feel. You know, it's, it's not up to somebody else to behave in a different way for me to feel differently. It's not up for a business thing to go in a different way for me to feel differently. It's, it's my job first. How do I look at things? So listening to what feels best to me, that's my job. And so that's how I support myself is by honoring that internal voice, you know, following the path, even if it doesn't make sense to any of the other support or community, if it somehow feels like it makes sense within me, then it's the path to go. And um, my husband calls it the Laura train, that getting on the Laura train always brings you to good places. And um, so uh, people who know me for a long time, you know, they, they're just used to the Laura train and they just know because I uh, am really good at supporting myself, which is why over time, I, this is what I do is I support others because I'm good at home self that I can do it outside. So I think that we often think of support just in one area. And for us to understand, if we really, you know, let ourselves open up, there's support in so many different, you can find support in a stranger at the grocery store, just if you're having a bad day, if you're open to a lovely conversation that can support you in some way, shape or form. So lots of different ways that we can um, gather support and be supported. Yeah, absolutely. I think you made a lot of really great points there and I definitely agree. And I, I love the Laura train <laughs> um, you know, saying that you have now. And, you know, you talked a lot about sort of knowing what feels right for yourself um, with your business and where to take it, even if others don't really see it right. at the time. And so how has this gone, you know, with while you're running your own business and then when you realize it's time to expand and you know when you took that yoga studio to the next um, level now you're going online with all these other services can you tell us a little bit about that aspect of it sure i you know i think that um, expansion is continuously happening because that's kind of what you're looking for whether it's an expansion in how much money you make as a business owner or you know different things that you offer or the expansion on just the experience for your own personal self um so i found that when I first opened yoga with Laura, I was the only teacher. I did all the behind the scenes, which is not an unusual story for small business entrepreneurs. And that was just to kind of get the feel for everything. That was to see what the money was like. And, and then I get to a point where my why for doing it, because it's, it fills me, it's satisfying. I can support others. It's exciting. If I start to question that why, or I'm not doing things that are filling that why, uh, then it's time to make a decision to make some sort of a shift or change. Does that mean close it up and get out? Does it mean evolve or expand in some way? So again, you, you check in with what version is what's calling to you. If there's still something about this that excites you, then it's time to make some sort of a shift. And for me, that was like, oh, I'm ready to take a vacation. You know, I've been teaching all these classes. And um, so I... I brought on teachers to fill in when I needed. So that was one of the first pieces. And then eventually I was doing all of like my marketing flyers and Facebook event covers and that kind of stuff. And I thought, oh, I'm spending so much time on this. I'm ready to open up some time so I can work on something new, like at the time retreats and workshops. And that's when I brought somebody in to start working on that kind of stuff behind the scenes. So that was an expansion of what I was doing beyond the original vision that I had. And then over time it became my husband and I bought a building across the street from the original yoga studio. And now we live upstairs and run the studio on the main floor. We own the building. That was an expansion that when I first opened the studio, never would have even envisioned. And now here we are with three teachers on the schedule and I, I'm teaching a little less, allowing for more space and time to expand into this online vision. And it's kind of like, 
I see where it started six years ago and, and all these different ways that it's expanded and evolved. And I think about, it, it excites me of what's to come next. I can see a little ahead of me and you know what's brought me online. I'm really excited to see how it un, un, unfolds in ways that I can't even know about now, just like what's happened over the last six years. So it's either evolve and expand or things get kind of stale or you're bored or your why changes and it's just time to make a change in another direction. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely agree. And I think that, you know, you said it in such a great way saying like you either have to expand or you're just going to be stuck. And um, so it's great to see, you know, all those different avenues of expanding that you've also sort of taken. It hasn't just been, you know, a clear cut line. You have all of these multiple expansions, which is so great to see in, you know, business. What's the best way to be listening to Made It Happen podcast? Maybe from the comfort of your own home with a glass of Marlowe, Chardonnay, Rosé, Either way, I want to talk about the official wine of Made It Happen podcast, Paglioni Estate Winery. Paglioni Estate Winery is a winery located in Harrow along the wine route, where their wine is produced in small batches using natural methods and pay homage to the Italian winemaking traditions of the old country, enhanced by the unique terrier of Canada's southernmost region. My personal favorite is their 2018 Marlowe, but they have a wide variety of amazing wines to choose from, because what goes better than podcasts and wine? You can find them on social media at Paglioni Estate Winery to follow along. Cheers. Do you want to share just a little bit about how you've marketed your business over the year um, and found clients and members to join? I've been incredibly fortunate in many different ways. One of them being I have not paid for marketing. I, uh, yeah. So for me, my for the brick and mortar studio, my students, my audience, my community mostly tend to be of the age where Facebook would be the thing that they would be using. And what I've done is simply through word of mouth, um, through you know, my Facebook page, and you know, as of the last couple of years, Instagram as well, and then creating Facebook events. I have been able to fill workshops and retreats through the events, through you know, sharing them with people, I may have boosted an event here and there, but very minimal. I've not done other advertisement other than that. And I feel incredibly fortunate that that's been the case. And uh, so I have no doubt moving online, that's going to change because now I want the world to know that I exist. And it's one thing to do it in you know, the city of Windsor and word of mouth and people to suggest and share. And, and when it comes to a yoga studio, as far as somebody attending weekly for yoga classes, it also has to make sense in their their living situation. If I'm close to their home or close to their work, right? So that's, that's a piece too. I'm not trying to market the weekly classes to the entire city of Windsor or, you know, Essex County. Um, but when it comes to workshops and stuff, I certainly can. And so, yeah, Facebook's been really helpful for that. And word of mouth, word of mouth has just been been key. I also find that our location is helpful because we are right on a main road and the sign, I get a lot of just come driving by. And uh, But now, yes, now that I am evolving and expanding online, the, the marketing game will change. Starting to pay for ads on again social media. Eventually, I will do um, a little more with like uh, Google My Business, and so trying to be you know smart and at the same time not break the bank, and trust also those internal guidance voices that I've had the whole way through. Also, just in this expanded expanded version. So really, word of mouth has been the big thing, and I'm so incredibly grateful for that. 
Yeah. And I think that's, you know, it's so impressive sort of when it is all through, it shows how powerful word of mouth um, and referral marketing really is. And, you know, when you have that good product or service that people want to share with others, that's, you know, where it comes from. So it's very impressive that that's sort of how your whole business has been built. And you had said that, you know, you're transferring more online now. And um, when with COVID-19, that's really what when that push came in to take it online. Um, how else has this affected your business, you know, especially in the actual yoga studio and then as well as the other aspects of your business? Sure. So when um, in our area, we were closed, we, we were closed for five months and we were, you know, we we're part of phase three. So we kind of one of the last ones to come back and the, you know, a couple of different things happened in that time frame. I mean, everybody understood, everybody knew why we needed to do what we needed to do. I am, again, in such a, an amazing position because I wasn't paying rent. It was our mortgage, our home mortgage. We own the building. And that was one piece that, as a small business, I didn't have to struggle with that I know lots of other small businesses and landlords and, you know, had to navigate through. And um, so, but for us specifically, I decided to create a private page of the website with some videos rather than do like live Facebook or for me, I wanted to make sure that I was taking care of myself uh, as well and not overextending what I could offer people during this time frame. And rather than trying to offer my services to everybody online, I wanted to do what I could within myself to support the community we had. And for me, that was anybody who had, you know, passes and memberships, they could have access to these videos that I was putting, putting up. Um, and then anybody who didn't have passes could do like a $20 donation. So we kind of went that route and that's how I supported along the way, but there was no money coming in. So we, we definitely um, hooked into the government support and again, really grateful for that and what was being offered. And when it did come time to reopen, there was of course that shift in, in mindset and also, okay, how do we set up our studio? What will feel good for, for us and for the students coming back, uh, following of course the protocols, but also what else do we need? Where are the extra expenses? And there were a lot of gifts in it too, because now we're on an online booking system. We're a small community and it's a small studio. We never had to go that route before. Now in order to ensure we don't have more than five students per class, we have the booking system but I will never go back. It's been fantastic for myself and the teachers to know who's coming, to know, you know, what kind of a class we can prep. And the students have talked about how much they love it because it helps them to stay accountable. It's easy to use. This has been one of those pieces that is just, okay, I'm glad this, this piece happened because this will be helpful moving forward. I think also too, it, it allows me to be even a little more relaxed because let's say something happens and a teacher can't teach a class for myself and we can't get coverage. Okay, well, I, I'm not gonna stress out over it. I'm gonna cancel that class. We were closed for five months. Students will be just fine if they miss a class. Like we all just kind of look at things a little bit differently now, you know, and, and try to be a little more relaxed about certain things. And uh, so there's been some really great pieces that I'm bringing forward that have happened because of COVID and the closures. There's, you know, extra things that, again, we don't take for granted, like our spending time together. We're doing everything we can to be smart so that we can continue having the space open and, and the community to come to. The um, I've also noticed since we reopened, I've gotten probably anywhere between eight to 10 new students 
who like right after opening, I think it's just that whole well-being piece of, yeah, I need something for my mind, body and spirit now. And I've been thinking about, for example, yoga and now is the time. And so, but we also have students who were regular that just aren't ready to come back yet for their own personal COVID reasons. So we're all kind of in this still little dance, not sure what happens with cold and flu season, not sure what, and, but all you can do is just be in it, ride the wave, do what feels best to you in your community and within reason of, you know, owning a business. And uh, yeah, so I'm for different reasons, grateful for the time that it offered. I'm grateful for what it's brought forward. I just hope that we can keep moving forward, you know, uh, through this experience of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, you're taking a really great sort of perspective on it with your business and, you know, how to move forward with this and get through it. And I also love that, you know, you were able to implement some new features that you found actually helps with the business and you can continue with going forward. So that's always so great to hear, you know, with businesses and um, you know, that's definitely been a big challenge for a lot of businesses this year. Um, but you did say that you're coming up to your six year anniversary for your business. Has there been sort of one other challenge you'd like to share that maybe you've had to overcome um, in the past six years with your business? Sure. I mean, there's, there's, of course, there's your kind of like standard typical business challenges, uh, whether it's, you know, somebody who's selling a product or a service and, you know, making sure that people buy the thing or what's, you know, what are the expenses like, especially in the first three years? Am I going to make it through the first three? So there's all these, you know, kind of, I'm going to say typical business challenges Without a doubt, my biggest one was um, in the spring of 2019, I was diagnosed with rectal cancer. And so how, how did I want to be a business owner while knowing that that was an experience I was going to be having? And I'm, I'm grateful for all of my well-being tools, being aware and present, and again, checking in with what felt best for me. And I made the decision that it wasn't something that I was sharing with uh, the community as a whole, only close friends and family. And the treatments that I went through, you would never, never know that I was going through treatments. So I continued as a business owner. I continued to teach. I just didn't offer the workshops and the retreats, which I was thinking of kind of um, settling down a little bit because I'd been doing it for five years and needed just a, a little bit less of what I was doing. So I had to make that decision of, okay, I, I own a business. Like this is, I'm, it's yoga with Laura, <laughs> you know, what, what feels right for me so that I am tending to myself, so that I can do what I need for me, so I can continue giving to others. Um, how do I need to shift and change for now, you know, as I'm moving through this? And, and I think, so I think the challenge was putting myself more first than ever, uh, but knowing that I could do that and still honor the students and the community, and that it's important, especially for what I do, for me to you know, do what I'm telling other people to do, (laughs) you know, be good to you. If you need to take a break, take a break. Don't be so hard on yourself. And that, that opportunity also though, gave me the opportunity to connect to the community in a different way, because I, I, again, I created a private, once I was ready to tell them what was going on, I had already gone through all my radiation. So it got to the point where I could be like, don't lay all your heavy cancer stuff on me because look, I'm fine. You had no idea what was going on. So it was about me still keeping the control of it and not having to take care of everybody. And so I created a, a private um, webpage where I could put updates. So students would come in, they would know what was going on, but we didn't talk about it in the space. This was their kind of sacred space, you know, and uh, they could go and find the information. So it, it got me number one to to start getting used to doing some things online and to offer up that way. And so there were just all these 
you know, crazy gift pieces in the experience, in the challenges as life does, you know, there are these life challenges and, and how do they inspire us to do things differently? Who do we choose to be through a ch any sort of a life challenge, life challenge, business challenge? And yeah, I, so I think that was the biggest one as far as having to navigate the two together. What, what does this mean for me um, while not, you know, being a total idiot and wearing myself out while doing that? So yeah, yeah. And I think that as business owners, allowing ourselves, I think just as people, but allowing ourselves to know that sometimes things come up that we're not expecting. You know, in business, for sure that happens, whether it's a financial thing or a personal thing or something with your building or your product or to do your best to stay as centered as you can, to go with the flow, to, you know, not freak out so much about it because it takes longer to center back and, and move in the direction you want to be moving. So just assume some things are going to come up, but how do I want to navigate it? Who do I want to be through it? Um, what's important for me while I'm in it? And I think that will help you to be a better business owner, a better person, maybe a better boss, you know, if, if you've got employees under you. Yeah. Wow. I think, I think that's so inspiring, you know, the way that you did sort of handle that and take that. And, you know, especially, you know, when you were thinking about your business, but also remembering that you do need to put yourself first in that time. Cause I think, you know, sometimes that is hard as a business owner, but uh, I mean, that's definitely what's, what's top of importance. And I think, I think that's just so inspiring the way that you manage that and came through that. Um, and, you know, I guess on the other side of that too, has there been sort of one really big success moment or something that sort of stands out to you looking back through, throughout your journey? That's a great question. I, I think of successes when it comes to the business, there's the successes we were talking about, like those evolutions of bringing people on and, and getting our own building. And you know, that the business has been around now for six years and those, all those again, typical business kind of measurements. I think it, it's going to sound a little not cheesy, but this is just the Laura train is that uh, my success is the joy that I feel in doing what I do. To, to continue loving what I do after six years to, um, love what I do so much that I, I am okay with it growing up and evolving and expanding. And now I'm okay with, you know, taking in the ideas of other people because I know that other people have really good ideas that can contribute to the vision that I have. So it's really, I mean, to me, success in my own life is simply the joy that I feel. And so when I think back to all of these times, even the, you know, the bumpy times, the challenging business times, that I could re-study myself and remember my why and stay with the direction of joy. And I think also too, on that line of joy, it's the, the joy that I can share with others or inspire in others for their own lives. One of the things I love about teaching yoga and life coaching is that after a yoga class or after a coaching session, there's some sort of lift and relief within the person. They always feel even just a little better than when they started you know, the coaching session or the, or the yoga class. And to me, that delights me because I know how good it feels to be in that space. And so my, again, my success is that I can share with people the tools that I've learned throughout life so that they can feel those moments too. So that's seeing that after every class or after every coaching session, that's to me, that's the success. Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely see that. And, you know, I think, I think that's great. And a, it is a great accomplishment and like see, being able to really see the difference that you're making in people's lives. And, you know, with that too, is there something that you've sort of learned about yourself while running your own business? 
something actually recently I'm feeling, and maybe it's just that, you know, I've been in business for a while now and a lot of the stuff with the studio before COVID could kind of run itself in a sense that I didn't have to reinvent the wheel. I didn't have to, you know, I got the feel for that. And now, and maybe it's because of, you know, my own health journey and then also COVID, I've, I've relaxed even more over time. And I think that has allowed me now to remember, number one, I don't have to do it all myself. I've come to a place where I don't want to do it all myself. I'm really excited to start bringing on, you know, eventually a digital team. And because if I want to do the things that I want to do, if I want to do the things in the way I want to do it, I can't do it all myself. The thing that I've learned about myself is, and I don't think three years ago, this would have been there to learn because it wasn't who I was. But I've learned that now who I am is like, okay, I'm, I'm happy to take help from somebody else. And this might've been through, through the health journey too, is, lean on the support systems that you have. That's why you have support systems. I've learned, I've learned that I'm happy to do that. And that again, I don't have to be this, I got to do it all myself. Um, and then I think also too, part of that is knowing that, yes, I have the vision of the business. Also, I've learned in six years that there are lots of other people who, who love that vision and want to support it and write it and, and add more to it. And that allows me to really listen to other people's ideas and suggestions. And often they are certainly in alignment with my vision and I take them on, whereas I never would have seen that before or thought about that before. And that, that part of just being open-minded, open-minded to hearing other ideas, other versions. In the end, I still get to decide. I get to decide what feels right for me, what feels right for my vision, but I can't know all of the options. I can't know all the possibilities. I'm not an expert in all of those things. Yeah, so I think just kind of being humble in that sense and being open-minded, open-hearted, and reaching out to my support system so that this becomes this real huge joint venture um, with my vision kind of leading the way. Mm -hmm, definitely. And, you know, I think you touched on a lot of really great points there and something that, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs is that they do sort of struggle with, you know, giving up some of the business because this is what you've built. And so having right. that trust with other people to hand it over is really hard, but it definitely benefits the business in the long run. Cause like you said, then you can focus on the things that are really going to help expand your business in the future and continue with the growth. I want to add to, I also remind myself that let's say, for example, I'm, I'm, deciding that, okay, I'm tired of doing all of my like social media stuff, for example, there's somebody out there who really loves to do that. Why not support their business, pay them to do it. I don't have to do the thing I don't want to do. I'm supporting somebody else to do what they love to do. You know, so I remind myself, there are things that I'm really good at that somebody else wouldn't even think to do. And there are things that I don't, I'm happy to pay somebody to do and they're happy to do it. So I remind myself that I'm really just kind of helping the economy continue and that uh, I'm, I'm feeding and paying for somebody else's passion that will in turn help my passion and my vision too. So there's lots of wins when we look at it that way. I love that. And I love the way that, you know, you put that. And I, I think, again, a lot of people might not think about it in that way. So, but it's a great way. And, you know, like you said, it's just supporting each other and it comes full circle. And so, yeah, I love that perspective on it. And you gave a lot of really great advice there. Um, it, but do you have sort of just one key piece of advice maybe you would tell yourself when you were starting off your business or that you would tell someone who's maybe thinking of starting a business right now? There's two things that come to mind. The first one is don't take anything seriously. Don't take it so seriously. Don't, there's so much stress that can come with owning a business in life in general. And, and 
when we just start to stress out about all of the things, there's, we get stuck, we can't think straight, you know, it just doesn't feel right even, because things can feel really crummy, or they can feel just kind of crummy, like when you're going through stuff. So if you, if you allow yourself to feel a little lighter about it, a little lighter hearted, not thinking that it is truly the end of the world, because nothing really is. Um, so it's that one thing, don't take stuff so seriously. And then the second thing I think is to follow your instincts, follow your inner guidance, follow your intuition, practice noticing what feels best to you, even if it doesn't make logical sense or sense on paper. I'm of the true belief through my own life experiences that when we follow that inner voice, it has your best interest at heart, always. It is sometimes leading you to where you want to be in a way that you don't even know exists. And, and so it may seem a little weird or no matter how many people who love you but are outside of yourself are saying, do this, don't do this, do it this way, check in with yourself, follow what feels right for you. And it, it, it knows the path of your why. And so, so follow that. So listen to what feels best for you. Uh, trust yourself and don't take things so seriously. Absolutely. I think those are some really great pieces of advice and thank you so much for sharing. And I know that you have a lot coming up with your business, um, especially now it's moving online. Like you said, is there any future plans for your business that you'd like to share today? Oh yes. It's kind of like a birth and baby number two is what it feels like. And uh, Yoga with Laura continues to grow and thrive and we're always happy to have new students come in, whether it's for classes, uh, we've got some workshops going on. There'll be more of that coming as we continue to settle back into our, our new normal. And the, um, the Laura Colotti big brand, Wellbeing with Laura, I am working on a podcast. I am getting ready to launch an online well-being membership for founding members. And then the big launch will come uh, probably more in the spring of 2021. So, you know, yoga, meditation, coaching, all of the pieces together, but supporting online. And I am looking forward to when we can get into groups again, having, you know, in-person retreats and workshops. And yeah, so just kind of pulling all of my pieces together and as I say, I'm building my well-being empire. So <laughs> I'm excited to continue to share what has worked for me with others so that they can find their own train as they move through life. Definitely. I, I love that. And I'm so excited to, you know, see all those future plans. And it sounds like there's a lot of exciting things coming down for your business and for yourself. And I'm so excited to, you know, see all those pan out. And where can people go to find out about all these future plans and find your business online? Thank you for asking. Uh, so social media, you can find me on Facebook. There is a Facebook page, but also a private Facebook group. You can look for Wellbeing with Laura, L-O-R-A. Um, the website is my first and last name, lauracolati.com. You can also, also find it under wellbeinglovenotes.com. Um, and that's where you can sign up to get uh, kind of a sneak peek of my ebook, The Wellbeing Love Notes. And there's also a workbook. Book. Um, I'm trying to think of where else. Yeah, so that's where all of the new stuff, little juicy stuff, will be posted. But uh, Instagram as well, too, for well being with Laura. Thanks for listening to Made It Happen Podcast, the podcast highlighting female entrepreneurs. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, leave a review, and I'll see you next week.